check, check. Mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Truck Hero, Hero Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. We're back. It's June 15th. It's noon Pacific. And we are live. The Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, presented by Truck Hero, Get, and Pro Taper. Coming at you. High point this weekend. Round four, Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championships. Lots to talk about. When we last left you, Blake Baggett went 3-1 for the overall, said he didn't have a famous father, said he had Coldstone, and he said that he's ready to break people. So this should be awesome because this has no doubt gotten back to Eli Tomac. And then, of course, the guy with the red plate, Marvin Muskan, he won't say anything bad about anybody, but he's going to want to keep that red plate. So we are looking forward to a fantastic race this weekend at High Point. Thanks for listening, everybody. 702-586-7857. Give us a call now. There's a few open lines. Uh, we have people who wait on hold right as the show starts, and they're still there. And uh, always call in. We are going to give away a Fly Racing uh, OGO backpack. That's right, real cool backpack made by the folks at OGO and branded with Fly. And we thank FlyRacing.com for coming on. Blake Baggett wears Fly from the F2 carbon helmet to the uh, kinetic mesh to uh, to the gloves to everything else. FlyRacing.com, please check them out. Weston Pike as well. Uh, Fly Racing's got it going on. The 2018 stuff should be released real soon. Looking forward to uh, seeing that. Also, too, Truck Hero, a parent company... Uh, Infab is a parent company of uh, Truck Hero is a parent company of Infab. Truck Hero is a proud sponsor of the Auto Trader JGR Suzuki Team Truck Hero dot com. Uh, it's a name you can trust when it comes to the finest products for your truck, Jeep, or SUV. From the inside of your vehicle to the outside, Truck Hero has you covered. Uh, please check them out. They support the sport with the JGR guys and this show, and uh, and as well as the Pulp Show. So please check out Truck Hero and all their companies underneath them uh, that uh, support the sport. And the Get, the Get ECU, the LCGPA, the new launch control system developed by Get engineers, together with the top teams from around the world. The technology that made the Get Riders World Champion is finally available on the market. The JGR Suzuki guys and the Reed and Webb as well use Get, and uh, we thank those guys. And of course, ProTaper.com. Pro Taper USA, they've got always uh, some real cool stuff going on from handlebars to uh, sprockets to uh, chains to foot pegs to brake pads. ProTaper.com, the Rockstar Husky team uses it. The Geico Honda team used Pro Taper from Anderson to Bradshaw back in the day. ProTaper.com has you covered as well as for the uh, little mini guys as well. Please check out their micro line of parts. And again, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. Dan Truman from Get and Athena will be on the show to talk uh, nationals as well as our own Jason Thomas, as usual. JT out there hawking fly racing uh, across the world. Uh, please call call in 702-586-7857. We'll take your calls on the sport as well as talk about High Point and everything else. Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Over there in the corner, producing things, holding things down. Not really that happy with everything that's going on in the Nationals, I'm sure. The Tis Legendary. You know, for Dungey being gone, there's actually still been a lot of excitement. So, not too bad. Uh, what did you think of Baggett's words? Uh, like I, I'm actually kind of speechless like he, at it. Like it's he, he's always had that confidence, and it's always been subdued the last like couple years. Yeah, and it's it's I think it's great that it's coming out because who knows if it'll actually be uh, if he'll still be that guy in the future. But it only took one race, one quick little glimpse, and he's like, "Yep, I'm the guy. I got." Let's it. face it, though, no tits. Let's face it, though. Ryan Dunge, you wouldn't talk like that. No, no, that's for Ryan sure. Ryan Dungey wouldn't be classy. He's <laughs> yes, everything yeah, that, yeah. that, you know, you miss. Yeah, uh, that's true. 
Yeah, that's yeah. true. But uh, I love that it only took one race. It's like one. Now, granted, it was a fantastic race by him. It was a great showing. He rode phenomenal. But but it was just all of a sudden. Yep, I'm back. I got this. You know, <laughs> one win. One win. One win. That's all. So much for waiting for just a little bit to maybe one maybe win in four fifties. Uh-huh. He's broken Eli Tomac. Oh yeah, he's back. That's what's great. About I love it. it. Yeah, because you know that got back to Tomac. Oh you yeah, know for it sure. Did. Yeah, you know. Me, I probably would have waited at least two races, but uh, <laughs> well, good for him. Good for him. Ryan Dungey wouldn't have handled it like that. No, it's all you got to say. Ryan Dungey's a little classier. Oh, here we go. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to uh, to see what's up. Dan Truman from Get coming right up, as well as your calls, of course, on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show, giving away a Fly OGO backpack. This is probably something that Tits already ha- owns, I'm sure. Yeah, you got it? Sorry, I actually have it sitting right next to me. Shocking. I, I had Not an Oakley shocking. backpack before, uh-huh. and I saw this. I was like, yeah, I kind of like it, so I'll get it. Uh, it honestly <sighs> it's exceeded rummaging. my expectations. Rummaging through the fly racing catalog. I just look through have. it every other day, look for any of the new stuff, and I usually get most of it. Oh, jeez, so. here we go. Like I said, Dan Truman coming up. In the 250 class, that's getting exciting as well, of course. Now, Osborne wins the first two. Uh, He's he not feeling well at uh, at Lakewood. Salvages like a fifth overall. Austin Forkner's probably been the fastest dude to uh, to not get a moto win so far in the class. Uh, J-Mart is back um, as well, so he's looking pretty good. And uh, uh, Osborne still got the points lead by a little bit. And A-Mart, of course, can't count on Alex Martin. He looks good. AC had a, uh, had a bike issue bite him and joey savacci finally broke through and won lakewood so we were asked on racer x online earlier this week to, to talk about what's going to happen and dude i don't know i seriously don't even know I, I i can build a case for so many guys winning high point now look osborne won last year for his first ever national win and he won the first two this year he looks like and he won a supercross title of course so he looks great so maybe based on the fact that osborne pulled off a high point win when he wasn't the man makes him the favorite again this weekend. But, dude, I don't know. And Plessinger hauls ass at high point. I just talked myself into five different winners in the 250 class right now on the phone. So I really don't know. I, I guess go with Osborne. But either way, that class is going to be awesome. I can't wait to see what happens uh, at the 250 class. And never mind the 450 class. To talk about that and more, uh, we have Get from Get and Athena, Dan Truman. What's up, Truman? How are you? Uh, good. Uh, just uh, looking at some results from previous years and and Osborne was good, and he's been yep. good here. Yeah, no, Osborne's been good. He won last year when he wasn't the man, and now he's better than ever, you know? So maybe that favors him a little bit. Uh, first up, though, Dan, let's talk a little bit about Chad Reed. How much work have you been doing to his 2004 Yamaha? He's actually been doing a lot. He really has. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not just Instagram posts. So uh, he's kind of at a standstill waiting for parts. But even yesterday I was at the property, and uh, – you know, I got there at like nine o'clock, and he had the motor in the sink, and he's just scrubbing away. Wow! Uh, he he's very bored. He, very bored. He's got one of his old factory motors, right? He's going to drop that in. Yeah, yeah. He has an old factory engine. Uh, that's what he was scrubbing up. It, it's been in a crate pretty much, I think, since then. So <laughs> is he uh, <laughs> is he going to tear it apart the motor? Or is he going to hope it runs? I think Goose went through it a little bit. Oh, okay. Uh, just right. took off the top end, and you know, and kind of looked at it. But uh, yeah, he's. His mechanic Shane does powder coating. They got the frame done, and it's going to be a pretty cool project. But I don't think he understands how long these projects really take. No, and no, he's I can... like he he wants to ride it like Monday, and it's yeah. not going to be done for a long time. I can vouch for that, and and also too, uh, with his the forks, uh, he's going to need races and uh, a brake hanger and wheel spacers that are all going to be jacked up because he's got works forks and like I'm like telling him over the text, I'm like, dude, you have so much fit and fiddling to you to do with this thing like i don't know what you have but yeah i've been getting some parts off ebay and and doing some of that stuff but it all takes time and it's you know and every time every time we get a part it needs to be modified a little bit or Mm -hmm. you know cleaned up and it just it takes time but yeah now he he is actually doing a lot of the work himself because i think he is he is pretty bored but (laughs) it'll be a cool it'll be a cool project when it's done yeah he sent me a text uh he, he sent me a text through um and of his motor and said, this is a better job than you ever did. And it was all, you know, uh, all SOS, you know, and I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah. You're better that you're sure. Whatever. Um, yeah, it should be interesting. He's coming in on Monday, so he'll be interesting. He's coming in for pulp show. So it should be great to talk to him about that as well. Um, you think, you think he's going to make the flight? Um, he's the one I'm more worried about than anybody else. DV is a lock. I think Timmy would show up because he, you know, feels badly if he can't come. 
So Chad is the one guy that I would probably put a 60% chance he makes it. 40, he doesn't. All right. What do you think? Is that about right? I mean, I, I think he wants to come, but uh, you're definitely going to have to remind him, like, yeah. a few hours before. Yeah, 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 for sure. I'll remind him about that first-class ticket, Dan, to, to get on that first-class ticket. I, I will remind him about that. All right. Hey, so have you been checking out social media? Because the high point that they're racing at this weekend is not the high point we know and love, Dan. I have seen that. I, I follow the the motocross social media stuff. And uh-huh. It is quite a bit different. Why'd they do that? What happened? I, I'm not real sure. I actually <laughs> like the old track. It was one of my favorite tracks. So yeah, like I, I'm not sure. I see no tunnel jump. It looks like too, which was really cool. Sometimes guys would jump that. It looks uh-huh. like it's not there. Uh huh. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a whole different track. After turn two, it looks like it goes, or turn three, it goes straight down now. Yeah. And instead yeah. of making the turn back where Kennard had that big crash a few years back. Yep. So yeah, I'm not I'm not real sure. I like the old layout, but and then it, I guess we'll see how it goes. It runs straight alongside the start straight. And that's how you merge onto it, I guess, to, to complete a lap. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, yeah, they, the old triple's gone too, right? Yeah, like yeah. The, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's all, all the good stuff, really. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's such an iconic track. I mean, we'll wait and see. Let's wait and see before we say what the F. But, I mean, come on. That was a great track. It was cool. I don't know. I don't understand these guys sometimes. Um, all right. Hey, so I'm sure you've heard about Blake Baggett on the Pulp Show last week. Uh, he had a lot of words after his win, and, and rightfully so. He he rode amazing at Lakewood, and uh, you know he talked about how he doesn't have a famous father, and and he knows how to train. He had Colstone on Friday, and he he knew that he he could ride behind Eli and then break him. Um, this is for sure, Dan. One hundred percent. These comments made it back to Eli Tomac. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, I've heard they've made it back to Eli, and um, I think Blake was you know poking at him a little bit, but I mean. We've heard maybe why Eli was weak going into Colorado. We had heard he did a crazy workout. He posted it on Instagram. And when we were there watching, you could see that he wasn't the Eli that right. he was at the first two rounds. Yeah. Um, I think we see the Eli from the first two rounds back this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't one of Eli's best tracks, I, I, I will say that. He has one here in the past on a 250, but this is Blake's one of Blake's better tracks. So... Uh, you know, I, I could see those two guys getting into it a little bit. It's going to be great. I, I don't even care. I don't have a dog in the fight, so, like, whatever. But those comments by Baggett, those probably fired Eli up big time. And then there's, I, I, you know. I think so. Yeah. So it's great. Bring it on. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I think I think Anderson's going to be really good this weekend. He's In the last three years, he's been on the podium here. Mm-hmm. And uh, three years in a row for him, going back all the way to the 250 class. So I think he's going to be good here, too. I think those four, adding in Marvin, are are definitely the best four right now. Yep. Um, it, none of them should finish outside the top four in a moto unless something was to go wrong, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, obviously you get Justin Bogle or yeah. Dean Wilson to get a moto, but uh, pure speed-wise, those guys are the best four, I think. Yeah, and I think we're leaving out all this Baggett and, and, and Tomac talk. We're leaving out the fact that Marv Muskan hauls ass at high point. He's great yeah. there. Yeah, he is really good there. It's been a more Euro-style track. Um, in the past, guys like Tonus have done well there, or Rattray, or you know Townley, and I don't know how the new layout will change that. But yeah, he's been he's been good here in the past. Um, yeah, it should be it should be great to see. I, I think that uh, that battle will be awesome. Um, and so hey, we got a question on the phone actually about Cooper Webb. I was going to ask you this question, but let's go to Randy uh, on the Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show. What's up, Randy? What's your question, man? Hey, guys. So they just re- released that 450 Yamaha, and it's completely changed. I heard that Keeper podcast. And my question, you had talked about him riding uh, the, the bike, but they had to homo- homologate it? Yeah. So what's, what's the status on that? Well, um, yeah, Kiefer heard that he was not able to get it done for this weekend, but I think he's going to try. Dan, what do you know about this, Web on the 18? The, they're trying. Uh, it's definitely not going to be as soon as uh, we all thought originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe the homologation rule is there has to be 200 in dealers. And, oh, really? I thought it was 400 on the shore. Um, I think it's 400 on the shore and 200 available for okay. sale. Right. I'm, not, I'm not 100% on that, but I do know that it has slowed down a bit. Um, I would look for Cooper to race the, the current bike for a few more rounds. I think it's going to be a few more rounds. All right, so there you go, Randy. Okay. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Um, you know what? Web season, we think... He pulled off at Glen Helen for no reason. That's what we think. Um, he was just like you know over it, mad, frustrated, and then he 
crashes in Moto 1 at Lakewood and stalls it and uh, finishes way back, pulls in the mechanics area, gets docked for cutting the track. And so it, things are just going terribly for him. But, but Dan, that second moto at Lakewood where he passed Grant again uh, for fourth late in the race, rode great. Like everyone from Cooper to his entourage to Yamaha really needed that moto. Yeah, the the Yamaha tent, you know, Cooper's the only guy under that tent, so there's a lot of pressure on him, and, you know, there's a lot of employees that are that are working hard for him. Um, at Lakewood, the second moto was kind of like a breath of fresh air. He rode, he rode a lot better. Mm-hmm. I think going east coast, he'll start to ride better as well. He's better on, I don't want to say he's better on these tracks, but maybe suit him better. Um, the, the Glen Helen and Lakewood first two motos, or last moto and first moto mm-hmm. were kind of strange. You know, I think talking to his the people in his inner circle, he was just mentally beat a little bit, is what it sounds like. And I think he'll get better. I think he's he's back in North Carolina. He's he's riding on the East Coast. I think he'll be. I think Cooper will be fifth this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know. I know you're frustrated and everything else. You just I don't know how you can just pull pull it in. I don't I don't really know how that works. I would be infuriated if I was a team manager. You know, you could but, ask Stu. Stu did. That. Oh yeah, no, no. <laughs> Believe me, I all of that. I I do not understand how you get paid all this money and you don't finish the race. That's what you owe it to everybody, you know. But hey, whatever. Um, Dean Ferris is showing up this weekend. Going to ride for the Cycle Trader Rock River guys. Um, bringing some parts, I understand. Putting on a bolt stock bike. What do you know about him showing up? Uh, are you helping him out with Git? And what do you think he's going to do? I think that. Uh the cycle trader guys do use Git, and uh, I believe Ferris uses it in Australia too. That's not my market, but mm-hmm. uh, I know we have a pretty good market in that series. But uh, I know that he's been good. He's, he's definitely going to be a different Ferris than we've seen years ago when he came here for KTM. Yeah, uh, he never got he never got to even race an outdoor. Um, he had a issue in Supercross, but I think he'll be around the eight, nine, ten range. I think that's where I put Ferris. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely inside the top ten for me. I think he'll be just you know around Pike and. Barsha, Josh Grant, that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, just behind the Wilson, Sealy, yeah. you know, and then those top four we but talked about. That would be great. There's no thunder, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. I think that he's, I mean, he's handling the guys in Australia very well. And, I mean, uh, going ahead of ourselves, I think Motocross Nations Team Australia will have a pretty good team with uh, Hunter Lawrence, who's been really good in GPs, got mm-hmm. two podiums, and yep. then, you know, Ferris, and then whoever they choose for their third guy. But, I think he's been really good. Would they pick CR? You think he's out of the mix? I think they would. He would want to go. The only issue would be is, I mean, he—you have to ride a motorcycle at that race. <laughs> yes, so. yes, you do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's a little bit of an issue. Uh, all right, Kevin, what's going on, man? Uh, what's happening? Thanks for calling the Fly Race in Moto Sixty Show, presented by Get Pro Taper and the folks at Truck Hero. What's your question, Kevin? Well, it's about the electric start. I mean, the, the new 18 YZ has um, has electric start. I'm, yeah. I'm just curious why nobody has them on their bike. I mean, is, that, is it a production rule? Uh, no, no, not at all. KTM's got it, and Husky's got no, it. I, exactly. I mean, but, like, the only guys that, that race with them, I mean, are, are the Honda, yep. KTM, and Husky, because, I mean, they, they all production have them. I mean, Honda yeah. is an option. But, yeah. Um, like, yeah, you Yamaha's mean like- had it years uh yeah yeah rinaldi had it forever uh chad took it on and off right dan at different times yeah the well there is a rule so the one rinaldi uses isn't legal in the u.s because they um, you're not allowed to change certain parts like the cases the, cr- the crank cases, cases right yeah so rinaldi uses the wr case okay um so the rinaldi setup isn't like a bolt-on setup so it wasn't that easy the one chad and cooper tested with this year um, they were going to race with it, but I believe in Supercross, it's not as it's not maybe as important, and it adds a little bit of weight and uh, gyro rotation as well. Yeah, it drags uh, drags the, the crank a little bit down, you know. Yeah, so I think they felt that on Supercross, where the guys in Europe don't don't race Supercross, so it's not a big problem. Um, but yeah, I've seen the Suzuki uh, Works bike that Everett's had had an electric start on it also. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, there are some rules. I don't know all of them, but it's not as easy as, um, say, the Honda production bike is just buying a kit and bolting it yeah. off. But, but Kevin, you, you're right yeah. in a sense of, like, like there's, there's, there's like guys put moose tubes in because it could cost them a title, a flat. Now in this technology, right. put an electric start on your bike. You can do it legally, and, and that helps you, you know, it could help you win a title down the road. So 
it is interesting, Dan, why Cowie and these guys don't put it on. You know, yeah. I mean, you look at last race, we saw and... Eli sitting on the ground, and yeah. he yep. could have popped back up and just yep. pressed the button. Yep, for sure. Yeah, um, Dan, it's a lot of politics too, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I know. Um, you know, obviously, I work with the manufacturers with the get stuff and Athena, and they don't really want to have their guys racing on stuff that is not available to the public real soon because then people just oh, say, well, I'm going to wait until that comes out, you know? So I think that was also a big reason why Yamaha in the U.S. didn't push for the electric start. They don't want people to be like, oh, well, it must be coming on the 18. I'm not going to buy the 17. Yeah, you know there's, I mean? yeah there's like a lot of politics involved for sure. Yeah, that's, Cause it was real that's quiet. stupid. Those are factory bikes. No, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, but it's, you know, they, that's why they do that. That's why the Honda looks like a stock Honda from yeah. the outside. And you know, they want you to think it's a- Kevin. Like it's so ridiculous because like even Roxon, he wanted to put Showas on his bike, but the RM no, he wanted to put KYBs on his Suzuki, but the Showas uh, bike came with Showas, and yeah, with the tack board, which yeah, despite putting a, a pipe and bars and graphics and sprockets and everything else that's different, uh, the OEM fought him hard because the bike came with Showas production, and it, it's so dumb to me that that these OEMs care like that, but they do. So, um, yeah. good question, Kevin. Thanks, man. All right, no problem. Thanks. Mike. Yeah, it's weird, right, Dan? Like these guys are. Just, you're, sometimes you just shake your head. You're like, really, guys? Really? Yeah, it's it's tough. You know, obviously you've you've worked for the the factories, and and I work with them as well. And it's it's tough. You see a lot of stuff, and they're like, no, we can't do that yeah. because yeah. you know we just can't. And it's sometimes it doesn't make sense. And yeah, I agree. If Eli would have had electric start, maybe the Supercross title would have turned out different. You know, he had mm-hmm. a hard time starting his bike and. Yeah. In New Jersey, but I think in the next two years, all the all the 450s at least will have will have electric start. I was blown away when Honda came out with hydraulic, like um, you know, for Canard and, and Sealy, and they, they've gone away from it now. But I was like, wow, that's admitting that the KTM, the Austrian bike, is superior with their clutch system in a way. It's not admitting it. You and I know that, Dan, but. In a way, for, to the outside public, it is. You know, I was blown yeah, away. Yeah, for they did sure. That. And, and I, if you look closely, I follow the GPs really close. Other teams are testing hydraulic clutches. They have been for mm-hmm. a long time, and they go back and forth. You know, and uh, Rinaldi tested it, and Suzuki's tested it, and I think it goes back to Japan maybe not wanting to make the change because <laughs> almost they don't want to admit that that maybe it's better. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, all right, let's get to another call here from Nick. What's up, Nick? How are you? What's up, Steve? What's going on, buddy? How are you? Good. I got a question about, uh, are there any tracks in Canada, I know at the, the Nationals, that could actually hold, like, either a, a GP or, say, a Nations? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think Gover Dunes could. It's a super deep sand track. Uh, it's pretty flat. It's not not a lot to look at, you know? Um, there's a couple. There's uh, Deschambault in Quebec is great. I've never been there, but the hills and it's a little bit sandy. Uh, there's not a ton of them. Nick, but there are some for sure that could do it. It'll never happen, but yeah, I, I, I figured it would never happen. I don't know too much about those tracks, but I was just curious if they would like, you know, get some good racing out of them. Oh yeah, no, you know what? Absolutely, it's funny that you that you called it, Nick, because uh, just before the show, I t- interviewed Matt Gerke for a Racer X thing that I'm doing down the line, and I said, Matt, what's one thing that the the you know people may, may not know about Canadian Moto? And Matt Gerke said the tracks are really good. And I, I think more he means the East Coast ones because the West Coast ones are so-so. But uh, uh, he said the tracks are really good. That's what Matt said. So, uh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks for calling. Uh, yeah, Appreciate thank it. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. So, Dan, um, 250s. I don't fucking know. Like, okay, we, t- we said Osborne's good, but, dude, Savachi's now probably turned it around. Looks great. Uh, Cincerillo and Forkner are probably the two fastest dudes without Moto wins right now. Uh, J-Mart's back. A-Mart cannot be counted out. Plessinger Hall's ass at high point. Like, seriously, throw him in a bucket, right? Yeah, it's it's all going to come down to, like, good starts and things like that. Savachi won there last year, so obviously he's good there. He's on a little bit of a roll. Mm-hmm. Um, Osborne's been on the podium there, I think, the last three years. Um, even going back to when he rode for Geico, he was good there, you know? So yep, yep. he's been good at this track. Um, for me, I think you look at J-Mart, though, and, if he doesn't have that DNF at Moto One, and even if you give him a fourth place at Hangtown in Moto One, he's the points leader, you know. So yep. um, you got to look at him as a 
he's him and Osborne are my two title favorites still. Yep. I mean, going in, I think it comes down to those two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I agree with you with AC and and Forkner, the two fastest guys without a moto win. Forkner almost got one last week. Yep. I I think uh, both of those guys are due for a moto win soon. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be crazy to see that class as it shakes out. I still like Osborne to win it at some point. I think you know, but uh, who knows, man? Uh, it's great though. Colt Nichols has been the biggest, uh, not to win, but Colt Nichols yes. has been the biggest surprise for me this year. Yep. Um, and this was his best result last year. This track. Yep. So true. I true. look, I look for him to to be inside the top five and um, definitely battling for a podium. He's, you know, he's like five six every moto pretty much this yep. year yep. outside the second moto last week when he crashed but yeah he's definitely been the biggest surprise most up and down guy is uh Ferrandis, who kn- who knows you mm-hmm. know he won a moto a few weeks back and um you know we the, talk about this track maybe he's really good here too so yeah the uh the biggest surprise outside of Nichols, i think the biggest surprise overall is justin bogle just running away from anderson for the moto win yeah like, i don't know where it, it was amazing right <laughs> it was just just i'm like okay he's led some laps all right cool and then he just kept putting a gap on Anderson. It was amazing. Um, so, you know, that's got to help him, too. Uh, all right, let's get some more phone calls here. Justin, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Thanks for calling. What's happening? Yeah, uh, I just kind of wanted to step back and look at Plessinger, and it seems like Supercross, he didn't, he didn't, um, you know, do what was expected, and it's kind of starting to be that way again this year. I, I mean, has anyone heard from Swanepoel, like, what maybe is going on during the week. Um, I know he's got his good highlights here and there, but, man, he was definitely, I thought, a title contender in both series this year, and it just doesn't seem like he's uh, shining like like I thought he would. What do you what do you think, Dan, of, of AP? Yeah, I mean, he was definitely a title contender for me going in Supercross, uh, and he was there. You know, he, he won some races, uh, I think, without that crash, and, uh, big crash in Seattle set him back a little bit. Or Salt Lake, sorry, mm-hmm. Salt Lake. He was winning that race again. He was winning Lakewood. I think they're just mistakes. He would probably wins that moto without that crash. So, yeah, I agree with you. It's definitely not been the AP we were we were looking at. I mean, he's eighth in points. He only has one or two podiums out of you know the six motos. So yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I know he's it, he's riding with the guys, so it looks like he's healthy or not sick or anything like that. The, but. the one thing I wonder, and I don't know Aaron at all. He seems like a really cool, chill dude. He's always laughing. I, I, I he reminds me of Spicoli from Fast Times because he says something and he goes <laughs> at the end of the sentence. You know, um, like I don't know if he, does he take it super seriously. Like I mean, like does he take it like Dunge? And Osborne and these dudes, I don't know. Maybe I'm just saying. Like I feel like, I feel like he's like, ah, this is fun, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know him that well. Right. I mean, we worked with him. We obviously worked with him and stuff. But I, I agree. I, I thought he, he would be confident. better. You know, I, I definitely thought he'd be better than eighth in points after three yeah. rounds. Yeah, I don't know. Um, all right, thanks, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate right. it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yep. Uh, still giving away the Fly Racing OGO backpack. Uh, Billy, what's going on? You got a question for Dan? Hi, yeah. Hi, uh, hi, guys. What's up? Long-time listener. Thanks. Love the show. Um, yeah, so how do you feel, Dan, about the new Yamaha coming with the tuner like that from the factory? Yeah, so the new Yamaha comes with a Wi-Fi comm tuner, which is very similar to what Git has had for the last, you know, three or four years. Uh, we work close with Yamaha. I mean, it's it's just the future, honestly. It's the it's the same thing that we've done. We were just a little bit ahead of it. Um, it's the same ECU, so the bike is, you know, it's not like changing ECU. It's similar to, like, what the GYTR tool would do. Now you just do it from an app. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how just technology is. With our app, with Git, uh, it's a free app. You can tune a Honda ECU, a stock OEM Honda ECU from our app. So, you know, I think that's how the future will be with all the brands, mm-hmm. just because you, we can run a diagnostics of the bike. So if you're at the track and, you know, you have a – engine temp sensor go bad or a TPS go bad, you just literally go on your phone and it tells you, you know, without having to have a laptop and all the stuff. So, yeah, it's it's a good selling point for them. You know, it's uh, pretty much the same thing that we have. Yeah, I think I think it's great. I mean, I just meant, though, like, from the standpoint, though, you, your company sells those. Does that take a little, a little bit away from your guys' market? Yeah, how pissed are you? How, does get firing up the lawyers, Dan? Yeah. <laughs> No, because at the end of the day, it still is very limited of what you can do. So uh, with the OEMs, they only allow you to do so much with the bike. 
um, you know, because safety and liability wise, yeah, liability yep. stuff. So okay. with Git, we're able to open that up more. You know what I mean? So we still are able to perform a little bit better. Uh, it's cool. It, we work with them. Like I said, we're they're very good to us. So yeah, I don't think it takes away sales because our Wi-Fi com is sold with our ECU. You know what I mean? But uh, it's good to mm-hmm. see that they're following. Yeah. Kind of, we we made the first step, and and it looks like the OEMs are going to follow. So. But um, I think it's I think it's cool that they have it. It's almost the get system is almost like an OEM one on steroids. It just you can adjust more. It it gives you a better range. It probably pump pumps your horsepower up more if you wanted to. Like it's a little bit of that. Would you agree, Dan? Yeah, just with the capabilities. I mean, yep. the second injector capabilities for the 250 and things like that. With a stock ECU, they're never going to open that stuff because they don't want people adding injectors and doing right. that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So. Uh, at the end of the day, if all the OEMs have Wi-Fi tuning, that's good. Why would you go buy a Git if you can tune your ECU? You can still do more. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you can always do more. So, okay. um, yeah, I think it's it's a cool tool, and I think that all the yeah, I think in the next two years, all the OEMs will have it. Uh, all right, there you go, Billy. Thanks for the call, man. Oh, by the way, do you want to fly race an OGO backpack, Billy? Oh yeah, yeah, all definitely. Right. All right, cool. Stay on the line. Thanks for calling. Good question, and uh, thank you, bud. Yeah, thank you. Uh, all right, we've given it away to Billy. Uh, Dan, let's talk a little get uh, for right now. Um, how are things going? Everything good? Uh, if somebody wanted to get get a get, um, is there some models that you really noticed or you've worked on that really uh, have a big gain from the system? Yeah, for us, the the Yamaha 250 is our is by far our biggest, um, you know, our most popular ECU. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's because we work with the Yamaha team so much and we have so much data and, you know, maybe our base maps are a little bit better. But uh, honestly, the since WPS and, you know, Fly and those guys sell the ECU now, it's been awesome. You know, all the brands are kind of equaling out a little bit because, you know, you got a lot of KTM guys and off-road guys and things like that. So and not so much like one brand's better than the next, mm-hmm. but on the Yamaha stuff, we do the most second injector kits for sure. Oh, that's odd. Yam- Why is that? Get, um, it's easier because where the airbox is to okay. mount the second injector. Okay. So I know for a lot of tuners, it's easier because the airbox is up high and it, and it is easier to mount. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you can get so much power out of the Yamaha 250. But you know, we do quite a bit of KTM ones. The Cowie comes stock with a second injector. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's kind of where we started this all from right. Kawasaki comes with one you know yeah yeah so uh, it's been good we have a lot of new things in the works for 18 um some more user-friendly stuff like you know lap timer that's going to be pretty cool that you know everyone's always trying to better their lap times and do all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. you know there'll be no beacons or anything like that it's all wireless off gps things like that really small mm-hmm. um you know new ecu we have coming out for for 18 because all the bikes are new for the most part so every year for us, we have to build a new ECU. That's what people don't understand. We can't just take an ECU from 2016 and plug it into an 18. It don't work. No. So, but uh, it's cool, man. It's uh, you see more and more privateers using it, which is really good for us. Um, obviously, in Europe, we have a huge following and a huge market. In the U.S., it's been a little bit slower. Right. But uh, it's good. You know, Colorado was really good for us because that race we go to and we're at high altitude, so. We got to see how the bikes work. Well, in our new ECUs, we have a correction table, and it self-calculates for altitude, air temperature, and stuff. So we didn't even have to remap the. Oh, ECUs. sweet! That's why you, you know? weren't there. You weren't even there. No, no, I was there. I was just in the stands. Dude, I never, I, I never saw you, and I'm like, why isn't Dan here? Because we're at Lakewood. Like, we, he should be here. No, I was there. I um, just checking on all of our new stuff. So yeah, with the new ECU, or you know, even mm-hmm. the 16 ECU, it calculates all that stuff. So it, um, you know, it. And then if you go to High Point this weekend, it redoes it. You know, so it doesn't. You don't even have to plug into it or anything else. So it's pretty cool. It's um, new stuff that we've been developing for the last few years. Um, and then I know you've been closely working with the JGR Suzuki guys and the Yosh because Yosh is responsible for the 250 effort that is underneath the JGR truck. Bichelia should be back soon. Cunningham has been there. He had his best race at Lakewood. How's the development going with that bike? I mean, let's face it. The RMZ 250 probably needs the most work out of all the 250s available right now. It's the oldest model. How's that going? It's good. You know, we starting at the beginning of the year, uh, Phil was kind of our test guy. Mm-hmm. And coming from maybe the fastest bike Phil had ever ridden, a Yamaha 450, <laughs> to riding the Suzuki bike that's been the same for a really long time, it was frustrating at first for everybody. You know, we 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 struggled a bit. But uh Yosh did a good job 
they inherited the second injector from the European team mm-hmm. that they use. So we run a second injector on that bike, and we did get power. And you know, it's it's a learning curve still. I mean, the tracks change from the time that bike was really good. You know, Dungey rode that same bike pretty much, and uh, on two fifties and. We we struggle a bit, honestly, but it's getting better. Yeah, you know, and, yep. and we're able to help out a lot. And the good thing with working with Suzuki is they all share information. You know, you work with factories, and sometimes they're really they're really hush hush on stuff. And right. uh, Europe guys have been really good about sharing information with us on the U.S. side, and that's been awesome. Um, you know, a lot of the feedback I get from guys at the track or emails, uh, two stroke stuff. I, I don't know what yep. it is, Dan, but like people are like, "Hey, I got to get uh, through Dan through the show for my two stroke. It's amazing." Yeah, we we actually stopped on the two-stroke stuff, though, which is kind of disappointing. Okay. Um, so we have some old stuff left over. Um, it's just really hard to develop the CDI stuff on the electronic side. <laughs> uh, we still are producing all of the hard parts, yep. like the Athena cylinders and gaskets and all that stuff. Yeah. But on the CD, CDI side, there's no way to do, like, Wi-Fi and stuff like that because it's just not capable of it. And, uh, you know, we're kind of, it almost take, costs too much money to do it, yep. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you kind of got to grow with the times. I know people love two-stroke stuff. I had a guy from the show call the other day, and he's like, well, why not keep making it? And I'm like, it's just not, I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> two-strokes are a dying breed. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and it's tough. But, yeah, we still do have a lot of parts. So if you're interested, give me a call, and I'll let you know what we have. And, you know, we can kind of go right. from there. People can contact uh, us uh, um, on Twitter or uh, use the contact form on com, and we'll pass it on to uh, Dan and, and give you a little bit of a show discount as well. Truck Hero, Get, and Pro Taper all on board with the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Dan, I heard um, through some sources that uh, Anthony Rodriguez is going to the MXGPs. Have you heard this, and what do you know about it? Yeah, Rodriguez is going to fill in at uh, HRC Honda for the 250 team. Okay. Um, so it's the same it's factory Honda but you know the team guys It's the Martin. Sport, yeah, it's the Martin guys. Yeah. Yep. Uh, both of the guys are injured on that team so yeah. he's going to race uh, the Italian GP this weekend and then Poland um, I think is the next race. Uh, so the next two for sure and then he's going to come to the US and race a couple uh, US nationals on a 450. I actually help out Anthony with Git and um so he's going to race a couple 450 U.S. Nationals and then possibly finish out the GP Series, depending on how it goes. Oh, cool. So yeah, the, the, I think it's a good opportunity for him. He's a good rider and you know, kind of get a shot over there. Those guys, the MX2 team, have been hit by injuries. They had the Japanese rider. Uh, he's out for a while. They had, a, I think, a Dutch kid. Uh, he got hurt. Then they got another fill-in, and he got hurt. So it's been yeah, rough. It's been tough. Yeah, the 250 champ from last year, the EMC champ, he, he was on the team, and he got hurt. And yeah. you know, Like you said, the Japanese guy, too. So I think it'll be good. I think uh, I think it's good for some of these guys like him or, or Hayden Melross and guys that are haven't really got a chance to ride on a you know, mm-hmm. A-Rod had, had a shot, but it's still good to see him ride on some teams. Yeah, it should be interesting to see. There's no doubt. Um, awesome. Uh, hey, Dan, thanks uh, Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Uh, we're coming up with the NFAB Fantasy Show this afternoon. Talk a little bit more about High Point and, uh, and everything that's going on there. Uh, thanks for your time, buddy. All right. Thanks for having me. Ken. All right. Thanks. See you. Dan Truman from Get, everybody. Flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web, uh, whether it's the Carbon F2 helmet with MIPS or the 2017 Kinetic Mesh gear, whatever, whatever it is, flyracing.com has got you covered. Thanks to the Pro Taper guys as well, uh, Geico, Husky, uh, many other people use uh, protaper.com. Get, as we had, Dan Truman. Destroy the start with Get. And Truck Hero, Undercover, Back Industries, NFAB, Bedrug, and more. Uh, Truck Hero is a parent company of NFAB, and they're also a proud sponsor of the Auto Trader JGR Suzuki team. Um, let's talk some more high point with uh, another guy that's spun a few laps there, although he may not recognize it anymore. Jason Thomas from Fly Racing. What's up, JT? How are you? Uh, not too bad. Just driving down I-95. I-90 in Florida? Miami? South Florida? Uh. Yeah, I'm like uh, north of Miami right now. Oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah. Hey, so you you might have heard my little intro there. Uh, High Point is quite a bit different, as Dan and I were talking about. Um, I looked at the, the little green arrow, and I could barely recognize the place. Yeah, it is different. And if you look at, like, uh, pictures or a real-life video or anything, I, I think it's even more of a shock. Um, I think people that tune in that – are you used to seeing the same old High Point or even visitors that haven't been there that are actually going to go and, and watch the race this weekend are going to be in for quite of a shock. Um, I've seen some video and pictures of man, it's completely different. All the trees are gone. <laughs> the hills are all kind of moved around. Uh, it's 
I was kind of thinking back to my first few times there. My first time there was 1995, and I was thinking back to what it looked like then and what the pictures and video I'm seeing now, and it's not even the same place anymore. No, no, I agree. Uh, I haven't been a fan of all the changes they've made, but uh, I understand it. Yeah, well, you know, I thought it was a great track. The Bradshaw Boulevard was a real cool spectator part and had a bunch of jumps in it, you know. Um, it was easy but to see. None of the people, none of the people even know who Bradshaw is. Well, whatever. Who Bradshaw is anymore. Well, whatever. Just the section, just the, the flat section. Now that's just flat. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, you know, I, I know they had to move mechanics area there, but why did they have to move mechanics area there? I, I, I don't know. I don't understand any of it. Remember the remember the massive double they had there in 1998? Like it was seriously insanely big. No, right I, on Bradshaw Boulevard. I don't remember that. 98. I was there, but uh, yeah. Uh, there, so you came up came up that long uphill, yeah. and then people were doubling off like over this massive thing if right. Swink was doing it if you guys were doing it was retarded I, oh, I, never considered I it. do remember that yes I do remember that and also uh, in in 2009 uh, Chad on the Suzuki was doing some big uphill triple double thing so yeah I, some, I, I always tapped out of no, no thanks uh, what do we know about Trey Kennard for this weekend uh, Fly Racing Zone Trey Kennard is he back do we know no, I think uh, I think it's going to be red button for Trey. Okay, all right. So the forty-one, yep. we're still waiting on yep. him. Um, hey, so uh, talking a little bit about Dan uh, to Dan about this the four fifty class. Like I don't care who wins this thing, but I think Baggett's post race stuff will probably get back to Tomac. Tomac's not going to be pumped, and then Marv Hall probably will get back. Probably will get back. That's what you're going with. Yeah, sure. Um, all right. And Marv Hall's ass at high point. This is going to be a great race. I can't wait. This is going to be fantastic. Yeah, it's funny. You know, there's been so much hype, thanks to you, uh, between Tomac and Baggett over the last 10 days. And the funniest part of all of it is the points leader hasn't even been in any of it. No. Like he's, he's just kind of like a snake in the grass right now, but he's got the red plate and no one's even talking about him. So. Uh, I think it'll be interesting. You know, the last two tracks, I don't really consider to be Marv tracks, per se. Uh, but this one, I definitely do. Uh, or at least what we know, how it used to be anyway. And I don't know if that's going to be the same scenario. But if it's anything like the old, you know, high point track, uh, it'll it'll definitely be much more of a Marvin Muscan track than, say, Glen Helen was. Right. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Well, you're never going to get Marv to, you know, talk any trash at all about anybody. So... But at the end of the day, he's got the red plate, and he's got a little bit of a lead at that. Yeah, I mean, he's been solid. You know, he's uh, he. You know, the funniest thing of all of this, I think, if Ryan Dungey had fully committed, you know, back in April and said, "Okay, I'm going to do outdoors and I'm going to start getting ready," and, and he go about it the way he's always gone about it, I think he has a pretty significant points lead right now. Yeah, uh, but I he agree. hasn't, yeah. and you know, yeah, he retired, and that's that's how this sport works. But uh, for Marvin, he's just been solid. You know, there's, I, I would say, he was maybe the best guy in the first moto of Glen Helen, and that's that's arguable because, you know, uh, Eli was so far back, but really out of, if you want to give that to him, five out of the other six motos, he has not been the best guy. So it's interesting to see a guy with a 17-point lead, and he really hasn't been the best guy yeah. in, in any of those motos. Yeah, his first moto at uh, Lakewood was amazing. He came from the first turn to fourth. Unfortunately, Baggett came from even further back to third. <laughs> right. So yeah, I mean he's like, been good and he's been solid, like yeah. you said. But it's really uncommon for a guy to have a 17 point lead and not be the best guy at any point so far. Yeah, outside of maybe, like you said, the one moto, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And, and Eli was turning faster laps, but we'll right. give it give it to Marv. He right. was really, really good that moto. Hey, do you think Bogle's win? That's maybe the most shocking thing that happened in all of 2017 so far. Bogle's win uh, puts him. Like a top five guy and maybe some more podiums. Like, how does how does this work for Justin? Yeah, I would. I was holding out hope that you would wear pants at Toronto because it was literally like nine degrees, and that would have been my most shocking moment of seventeen. But since that didn't happen, I'm no. gonna go with Bogle. Right. Absolutely. Um, where do you think it stands for him? Does this? And uh, speaking with his Tallahassee crew, because he, you know, he's been down there a month now, or maybe a little longer now. Uh, they said he's been working incredibly hard, almost to the point where they were a little worried that he would kind of go backwards before he went forward. Mm-hmm. But he, that's obviously not the case. I mean, he came out swinging in that first moto, and, and the shocking thing to me was he never, like, wavered at all. I mean, 
I, you know, if I had to bet money, a serious amount of money, I would have almost guaranteed that Jason Anderson was going to chase him down and beat him in that first moto. And to Bogle's credit, I mean, he never even pressured him. You know, no. Bogle went from start to finish and really pretty easily, you know, from the outside looking in anyway. So does he go back to being a top 10 guy that he was in the first four motos of the year? Or do you think this kind of bumps him into, I don't think he's going to win again, let's say, but does it bump him into maybe like a third through sixth spot? Uh, I do think that it will affect him positively. Uh, I think the biggest key will be will be his start. If he gets if he gets a great start, uh, he will definitely you know maybe capitalize that and land on the podium, maybe even get another moto win. But if he doesn't get the start, I don't see the just heroic charge like we saw from Baggett. I think we will see more of what like what we saw in the second moto at, at Colorado, where he's in that you know six, seven, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. Just because I think the class is too deep, and he really hasn't shown the propensity just to blow through the pack yet. So I think it's going to be a much more start-based deal than, um, than say, like Marvin or Eli. 702-586-7857. Got a few lines open. Fly Racing Moto 60 show with uh, Jason Thomas, and we want to thank Dan Truman from Get for coming on earlier. Dean Ferris is coming over. He's going to ride for Cycle Trader, Rock River. Truman says uh, 8 to 10 spot for him. What do you think? For A-Rod? No. Dean Ferris. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, it's hard to gauge a guy like Dean Ferris because you watch him at Motocross of Nations, and he was just spectacular. And then, you know, you watch him at some of his other American events, and he was really, really underwhelming. So I think an outdoor track where, it, you know, it's really hard to say if it's going to be exactly like it used to be or not now with the changes, but it, it was very much a Euro-style track with a lot of off-cambers, and you were kind of always – you're never really on the, the center of your tire. You're always kind of on the side. Uh, so that, that favors him. Um, the one question I would have, though, is if it's 91 degrees, does that play a factor? Because I don't think that's, that's going to do him any favors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, how he does. He's been on fire down there, so that's a good thing um, sure. you, know, you know, for him. Uh, 250-wise, I don't know, JT. Throw all the names in a bucket, and then whoever you pick out out of about seven dudes, that's who's going to win high point. Yeah, the too many class has been great, and just the simple fact that it's like the winning the lottery as far as each each moto. Um, you know, it's been such a tale of each moto with Joey Sabachi really seemingly unable to find the pace at the beginning, and then he comes out and I don't want to say dominates Colorado, but he was great. You know, he, he won won the overall, even though he, he tied for the overall, he still won it. Uh, but leaving leaving uh, Lakewood or Glen Helen, he really wasn't in the mix, and he had bike problems at, at Glen Helen. I get that, but. Nobody was really expecting him to win Colorado. Uh, and then J-Mart's been in the mix. He's, he's a threat to win. You know, can Wacko bounce back from a really rough Colorado? Uh, Ferrandis, you know, he was easily the fastest guy at Glen Helen. So there's, been a, there's a case to be made for each of these guys. Yep. And if you wanted to come to me and sell me on a guy before the start of the first moto at, at Mount Morris, I really would have no argument. There's basically you could make an argument for any of these guys going in and winning. Um, yeah, well, that will be good. Um... I agree, and it's been great. Um, your guy Plessinger, very fast at High Point. Again, we don't know the new track layout, but he has been very fast at High Point in the past. Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's been spectacular here in tracks like this. The big thing for him is if he wants to be taken seriously and be in contention to win any of these races, you've got to stop crashing. You know, and obviously that's you know, <laughs> right. pretty <laughs> kind of Captain Obvious speaking there, but uh, I mean, he's had some really, really big get-offs, and honestly, he's lucky to still be healthy and in, in the mix right now with those crashes. So um, everything's in place for him to win races and be a title contender, especially with the parity we've seen. It's not hard to make up a lot of points on anyone, mm-hmm. but if you keep throwing away throwing away 25 points at a time, you know, that's that's going to be a, a you know, limiting factor over the course of the season. And, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised very, very soon Austin Forkner goes 1-1 or 2-1 and wins one of these things. Yeah, I think everybody's been kind of waiting on that. Right. And the, honestly, the way the season's been going, I'll be shocked if he can go in and go 1-1 one, one, or, or even a 1-2. Mm-hmm. I just think there's too many guys that are in the mix speed-wise for that to happen. You know, And maybe it will. You know, He's great, but it's almost like you have to nail the start both times. You have to not crash. You have to not have a bike problem. 
otherwise there's too many guys and everybody's too close in speed. You know, where the 450 class, it seems like the first few guys are, are a tiny bit better than everyone where they can make up for an error. Those 250 guys, it's, if you don't get up there at the beginning, you're, you're not fast enough to really do anything about it. And I'm still waiting for Justin Hill to kind of break through. I really am. I thought he'd be better. He's been, he hasn't been terrible. He hasn't been bad. He's just been okay. Yeah, and I, I have to wonder where his motivation is because, and and I'm completely just, you know, which is unfairly judging, but I watch his social media and I watch the things he's doing. And it just doesn't seem like he's 100% focused on the outdoor championship right now. Um, you know, he, he's playing his guitar and he's singing and he's, I don't know. It, it's just not what I would consider the effort level for a guy that's trying to win the outdoor championship. So, like I said, that's super unfair, and I have no idea what he's doing during the day. Right. Uh, but that's just the vibe the vibe I'm getting from the outside. Yeah, I don't know. He, he, if he wants to go to 450 next year, I mean, I don't. I just, he's got to ride better in this class outdoors for people to be like, yeah, I want to take him to a 450 ride. Yeah, and I think, honestly, his best interest would be to forget all that, stay down, make good money. And if you can, what, what I would be doing if I'm him and, and – Trust me, I'm not trying to tell him how to run his career. But I would really be trying to leverage another year on the 250, go defend your title, yeah. and then guarantee yourself a 450 Cowie ride for 19. Yep. Or, excuse yeah, for 19. Yeah, for 19. Um, and then you're dialed. Yeah, you, Cowie gets what they want, get what gets what they want, which is a number one plate out there. You get what you want, which is a 450 guaranteed factory Kawasaki spot, and you get really good money for the 18 and 19 seasons. It allows them to keep Josh Grant, which I think is what they want to do. Uh, it doesn't force their hand. It doesn't cause any problems. And you probably make more money because oh yeah, Savachi wanted to go up. Grant wanted to stay there. All these you know, all these guys with, with no ride, uh, they don't have to spend very much money. So if he stays down and has a number one plate, he becomes worth a lot more than he is on a 450. Um, big, uh, big weekend for RJ Hampshire, the Geico team. He'll be back this weekend. And, and RJ, he's a really nice guy, good dude, been injured a lot. He, he needs and, – and, it's unfair to say he needs a big summer because he's coming back at round uh, four, but he needs a big summer, man. This is big. Yeah, you know, I think just being patient is the best course of action. Um, obviously, he's he's in a contract situation, so he, it's going to be hard for him to kind of keep that in mind. Um, but, you know, get yourself out there, get some points, and as these, as these rounds click off, you know, take a couple rounds here and get – get some motos on your belt, and then maybe two or three rounds in, then start trying to shoot for the ceiling. Um, as of right now, you just need to get some, some time in. You know, he's been off for months and months. So the biggest thing I can tell him is just be patient. Don't get frustrated. If you're worried about results, you still have, you know, eight rounds left to get it done. Mm-hmm. Just don't worry about these first couple and think that everyone's going to write you off. Trust me, at those last few rounds, no one even remembers Mount Morris, you know, at, when we get to Indiana. So, there's plenty of time. No one, no one's going to write you off or not sign you a contract because you didn't do well in your first race back. Um, yeah, it, it's tough to do that. You know who was the king of that? Uh, Little Goose was the master. Let me guess, Tim Ferry. No, no. Little Goose was the master of pouring it on at Steel City in Binghamton, and then everybody going, "Oh man, let's sign him up." Yeah, like Josh Grant too. <laughs> yeah, true. Come on strong at the end. Yeah, I mean, you, you got it. You've got to put. You know, that out there, that one moto to leave in everybody's mind where, yep. like, man, that guy can win. We need yep. to get that guy signed up. Uh, Jordan Smith's back this weekend, too. So Yeah, yeah, he is. He's been, uh, he's been riding with Barsha quite a bit, so we'll see what he's got in the tank. Uh, Michael Mos- Mosman and Sean Cantrell. I don't know who's been better. They've both been really good. Um, man, these guys, JT, these rookies, like, almost all the time. Like, I don't – look, the okay, Forkner and um, – AC and Stu and Ricky and these guys and Alessi and, and all these guys that are hyped. I'm never surprised that they run up front. Tomac, whatever, Barsha. I'm never surprised. And again, I'm not finger on the pulse of amateur motocross, but I don't think Mike Moseman and Sean Cantrell were like, can't miss dudes. Just wait till they come. You'll all see. And they're top 10 all the time. And so I don't know, man. I, I'm just impressed by that. Yeah, they're riding really well. I mean, those guys have been at the front of the amateur scene, you know, and, they, and they've been basically nurtured and coddled by these factory teams for the last couple of years, if not more. 
Um, so they've had practice bike mechanics. They've had everything they could want to basically get to the level they need to be at. So coming into an outdoor season, I can kind of see it because a lot of these guys are still finding their outdoor legs and, and they're going to, you know, they've had another weekend off now. So I would assume by this point in the season, they're kind they're, they're ready to roll. So if they continue to run inside that top 10, I'll be more and more impressed, but oh, okay. these first few rounds, All right. these first few rounds, I know speaking from experience, it was really tough for me to find any sort of pace or speed. Um, but just as the weeks wound on, I, I started to get more comfortable and then, you know, things started to settle back in. So, I think they'll be fine, um, but I think they're going to be somewhere in between that, you know, six and fifteen on average. Uh-huh. I don't think that they're going to be pushing in, you know, pushing into that anywhere near the top five anytime soon. I don't think their trajectory is going to be that quick. Right. So once these guys, maybe as soon as this weekend, everybody kind of gets into an yeah, outdoor I, mode. Yeah, I think you'll. Yeah, I think another, you know, ten days of riding because probably everybody right. took a couple of days off. Another ten days of riding, I think, is going to make a huge difference for the comfort level and, and everybody getting out of supercross mode and back fully into their outdoor pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's not a bad point by you. Hey, uh, tits over there in the corner. We were talking about the uh, baguette, uh, a little bit of uh, shade thrown at Tomac after the race and on the pulp show and, and everything <laughs> else. But tits over there wants to tell you that Dungy would have never acted like this, right? Tits, this is not, this is not becoming a Ryan Dungy. I think that's a safe yeah. assessment, yes. So, just wanting you to know, JT, the tits over there is not ha- – you know, he just wants to point out that Dungy wouldn't handle it this way. What about his cheap shots comment? I hey. feel like that was warranted. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so, I, if it's uh, warranted, you're allowed yeah, to do it? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. All right. Just... <laughs> I checkmated him right there. I think so. Yeah, you really you did. did. You really, I didn't really did. have a response for that. <laughs> just tits wants to let everybody know that Donji wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be like that. He'd be classy, right? In all in all times, he wouldn't respond irrationally in the heat of the moment. Never, never, <laughs> no. Um, uh, anything else, tits? No, I got just sit there in the corner. Yeah. Uh, flyracing.com. Thanks to Get, Truck Hero, and Pro Taper as well, all on board with us for the show. Flyracing.com. Uh, JT, the uh, uh, 2018 Fly Stuff is coming out at some point here. When do you think the riders will be in it? What, uh, what can l- fans of the new gear look forward to? Um, I can't confirm nor deny, but if mm-hmm. they showed up in it at Washougal, then yeah, maybe that could possibly happen. Oh, okay. All right. So that should be exciting. Um, seems yeah, like, seems I'm actually out, out pre-booking it right now. That's why I'm oh, in Florida. Oh, jeez! So. Can you imagine this? I'm this, all over it. The sales that are pouring in. Do you? Oh, I'm just laying it on thick too. Oh, man. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> have you ran into Coming any in guns blazing? Have you ran into any of Blake Baggett fans in down there in South Florida that are excited about his win? Uh, I was at uh, Palmetto Motorsports, which uh-huh. is the sponsor of that team and Blake Baggett. So yes. There were uh, a lot of people, and he's on the cover of our new catalog. So obviously, they were all whoa, all about that. whoa! It's got a scoop there, tits. Like Baggett on the cover. Breaking news. Yeah, pretty cool. Breaking news. Wow! I would have thought the forty-one would still hold sway. No, no, no. Baggett's the. He's new on the top inside. Guy. He's on the inside page. But the inside. then again, you need a chance to take the forty-one with the new gear. You need a chance to take a photo with the forty-one with the new gear on. Oh, he's all over it. He's all over the cattle. He was riding during that, which was very fortunate for us. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, bag it on the cover. When can Tits get the new catalog? Uh, we're shipping. I I could probably get him one. We've been shipping him to dealers, obviously first and foremost. But uh, oh, we got one. <laughs> Dude, kind he's, of surprising. He's actually. legitimately smiling right now, oh, JT. Yeah, he's right. he is he's. I've never seen him happy this happy in years. <laughs> I really haven't. <laughs> I th- I bet you he's, he's gonna open years. that thing up and ha- he's gonna make me a whole list of questions. About yeah, him. <laughs> I guarantee you he uh, he texts you right after this show. So. Yeah. Um, so on page one thirty one, I'm seeing this uh, new uh, tie down strap you have here. Is that uh, is that is that full American made? Uh, and what's the tensile here? strength of that, uh, what, JT? What kind of steel are we dealing yeah. with here? Um, all right, uh, JT. Thank you for the time on the show. Uh, you are not going to High Point this weekend, but um, I am. You are. I am. I'll be there oh. tomorrow. Oh, so oh yeah. I I had no idea. Yeah. Um, I will so, be there tomorrow. Uh, so yeah. All right. Well, now I'm rattled because I didn't think you were going to go. I'll be there too. Um, <laughs> All right, sounds good, buddy. See you there this weekend. Thanks for your time. Uh, happy selling of the 2018 uh, Fly Racing gear. Thanks. All right, see you. All right, see you. Jason Thomas, Dan Truman on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Brought to you by Truck Hero Pro Taper. Get. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. We'll be back each and every Thursday before the Nationals. Same time, same place. 
Don't forget to check out the Pulp MX show on Monday nights. Tits is texting JT right now for the catalog. Thanks, Tits. You got it. See you, everybody. I was born in